1: Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr. Camille Majdali. Continuing our conversation today about jihad, how we handle that in our lives, On our shores, and how Christian believers respond when we come to the Bible. Uh, The Bible has lots to say about a lot of circumstances that are created by jihad. Let's talk about how we get a proactive response today, Camille, as a Christian believer. Okay, a good proactive response. Come to the Word of God,
0: look at certain passages. For example, Matthew 24. This is Jesus' Olivet discourse. He's speaking about world events preceding his second coming. It is incredibly illustrative. We learned in a previous segment, he warns us in verse 4, take heed that no man deceive you. He's not just giving us an early warning, he's also giving us a practical command. And then he goes on to describe some of the things that will happen. And he says that many will come in his name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. That's an early warning. Let's listen to it. If someone comes up to you full of charisma and maybe even a touch of the supernatural saying they're Christ, you want to head for the hills on that one, although apparently there'll be many gullible people. He then goes on to say there'll be wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Now, the notion of wars and rumors of wars should not be comforting to anybody. It's it's a horrible thing. War as General Sherman said, is hell in the Civil War. It is. It's a terrible thing. But it's part of our fallen world, and it's part of rebellious humanity outworking its rebellion, its selfishness, and so on. Jesus is warning us about this, but saying, don't be troubled. Back to the point. Jihadism is part of the wars and rumors of wars. It's almost like, even today, a mini-world war, intra-Muslim world war from Nigeria to Pakistan, where you've got all these, they're not just spot fires, they're like conflicts going on in between these two bookends of Pakistan and Nigeria, and some of the countries in between. We see these things, we should pray about them, we should deplore their excesses, but we're not to be afraid. So first of all, you've got a command not to be deceived, then you've got a second command from
1: Christ, not to be afraid. Now, you've got jihad and a Christian response like gospel. Jihad, gospel. How do they fit together? Well,
0: (laughs) superficially they seem the same in that jihad wants to spread the rule of Islam and the gospel wants to spread the kingdom of God in Christ. The thing is that it also tells us, as a biblical response In Matthew 24, verse 14, that despite all these signs that you've seen of wars and rumors of wars and deceptions and everything else, the gospel is going to keep going forth and is going to be preached in the whole world as a witness to all nations, and then the end shall come. Preaching the gospel, especially in a time that is unstable and fraught with peril, is a prophetic fulfillment. And let's face it, if people who are violent come to faith in Jesus, then there can't be a better outcome than that. Of course, they will retire from their extremist and violent ways and become great soul winners. I've, I've actually met one of those kind of people years ago, and he's an amazing evangelist for the Lord when once he killed in the name of his God. So, yes, preaching the gospel has practical blessing. After all, if we have a revival, Neil, that would solve a lot of these problems.